Whoa, dude. We've done our totally awesome movie duology. But now, they don't want to make another movie. Well, I don't know, dude. What do you want to do? I don't know, dude. Is it obvious that I'm talking to myself? Probably. We're talking about Bill and Ted, the animated series? everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd my name is drew and we are here to talk about another tune in for bill and ted's excellent adventures the animated <clears throat> spinoff of of the bill and ted series uh, not to be confused with either of the two original movies or the live action tv series that has the exact same name and I can't do it alone. I have to bring in my one and only Miles. How are you, man? It has been a a weird day for well, so um, because this is is recorded the, the night before we release it. Uh, and anyone who has listened to the show for a length of time knows that I am a big wrestling fan, specifically AEW wrestling. The big news making waves is that Cody Rhodes has allegedly left the promotion uh whether it's a big work or whether it's a real thing no one knows but it has been uh a very uh loud day in the world of wrestling and i know we don't do a lot of talk nerdy to me but I, it's just been such a, a seismic <laughs> shift um and and now i'm here to talk about a an animated series uh like the ones that we have done this month in that there's no real reason this should exist. <laughs> yeah. Like of, of the shows we have done, this one makes the most sense and somehow is the weakest we've done. Yeah. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures is an interesting series. This is the latest TV series that we have done so far. This was a show from 1991. Uh, and, and if you think about uh, uh, when the... Well, actually, it was 1990 when the original when when the, the original seasons came out. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but when you think about when uh, Bill and Ted happened, Bill, the original Bill and Ted was was in uh, 1989 and was the sequel. Uh, 91. Was it 91, too? Yeah. So the first season of the cartoon had aired and then Bill and Ted's bogus journey happened. And then they changed the voices. And I know, Drew, you want to get to that as well. Yeah, so, so that it could coincide with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the live action sitcom. So that is the this is the thing that we we have talked about Karate Kid, where they got soundalikes. We talked about uh, uh, the one we did last week again, soundalikes. This show has Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin and Bernie Casey. And if you're questioning who Bernie Casey is, he was the principal <laughs> in, in, yeah. in Bill and Ted. Uh, they are all reprising their roles as their respective characters. So when you hear Bill and Ted talk on on Mike, it is Alex Winter and, and Keanu Reeves. And that really 
really works in a way that I was not expecting it to. The, the, there, I will say the audio quality, and this could just be because we were watching something from 1991 that was not, or 1990 that was not preserved particularly well. Um, yeah, I highly doubt what we're watching is any sort of remaster. Uh, the the reads are a little awkward. Uh, oddly, uh, George Carlin maybe has the best vocal performance, but he's done a ton of animation work uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. But when Bill and Ted talk to each other, it is that same Bill and Ted magic that you get every other time. It's just you're seeing an animated character instead of a live action character. Uh, And this is the wild thing about this show is that in some ways it is exactly what it should be. It's Bill and Ted having cartoon adventures. And for whatever reason, for that very same reason, it's why the show doesn't quite work. Because well, they, it's well, it's one of one of a few reasons why this show doesn't work. It's one of a few reasons. And so let's let's get into this, because I will say the, a couple of things. The animation style of this is very early 90s. It is definitely uh, it, it is definitely of that that early 90s era. It's much more of a of a Ren and Stimpy style animation than it is a gi joe style of animation yes and it also reminds me of this this period of animation in the early to mid 90s where you had a specific animation style and i'm thinking of stuff like life with louis and bobby's world yes there was a specific thing was where the way they were animated the way they the way certain things were set in the background and moved a certain way a very similar line style this this reminds me exactly of those type of cartoons. Yeah, that is 100 percent the era that I was thinking of. It's just Ren and Stimpy is the only early 90s cartoon I could think of that, that came close because Ren and Stimpy is known for being a lot grosser than this. This is definitely more like like that, that Bobby's world uh, eek the cat kind of thing. Uh, the 100 mm-hmm. percent. The, the first season was actually done by Hanna-Barbera. Uh, it, it moved in season. You two. can tell. Yeah. It moved to uh, to Deek, uh, which is a company that has been responsible for all of the other two shows that we have talked about. So it's, far. it's also pretty much responsible for every millennial's childhood. That's true. Deek was huge. Um, we might do a full uh, Deek segment at some point. December. <laughs> oh, I hate it, but I also like it. <laughs> you know, you only hate it because you didn't come up with a bad joke first. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with the worst joke. I'm not just going to I'm just not going to say it on air. <laughs> but uh, so but th- so if, if you're familiar and again, we have talked about Bill and Ted on this show before. I believe we covered did we cover face the music or did we cover uh, just the first movie? I don't remember the. Uh... I'm pretty sure we did face the music when it uh, came out because it was it was one of the first like kind of new movies we were getting in the pandemic era. And it was also Bill and Ted, which was such a a soothing like it went more with our comfort food type of movies uh, that we were doing at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was such a a uh, a pleasant gesture what that film was. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I want to co- I want to bring up the first Bill and Ted movie uh, because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is is great. It holds up pretty well. You have yes. two kids who seem like they're going to be total washout punks and they are two of the most 
kind, helpful, polite people that you see in these entire movies. And that's that transposes to this cartoon show very well. Unfortunately, if you have seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you know that as a product of the late 80s, there are certain things and there's one scene in particular where they do one thing that is totally uncouth and not cool at all, totally bogus, as they would say, and that it robs the original film of 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 staying at that at that pinnacle of the of what you want it to what you want to remember it. You talking about the movie? Yes. Are you and, talking about dropping that f bomb? Yes, I am talking yeah, about that yeah. particular scene. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we, are, and we are not talking about the four letter f word. We are talking no, about the no. other f word that that is is a slur for a, a certain type of people. So, I say that to say that I find something while much tamer in that respect in these in these cartoon episodes still holds it back and let's get into our first episode episode one of this show i I knew we were in trouble and this was this is kind of why i didn't want to do this or back to the future of the series because i was afraid of coming across this type of material which unfortunately is in two of the three episodes prominently um this kind of weird um, well, I'm just going to say what the episode title is, because yeah. it's going to you're going to you're going to be with us when you realize what we're talking about. The episode is titled One Sweet and Sour Chinese Adventure to Go. Uh, Bill oh. and Ted have played rock and roll music too loudly, and they have broken an ancient Chinese vase that stepmom Misty has uh by the way misty still super young still very obvious i uh, i love that they keep that, that, that i love that there are certain things they they get so right for bill and ted and then they take us on this wild racist adventure yeah so so bill and ted like, there's uh, no sugarcoat this this no, this, this episode is, is rough Ooh, it's rough um i wanted to get to some of the the the, the more fun funny stuff you know uh but like, like that's why it's called china <laughs> i mean because because they're because that that's why it's called china is such a dumb bill and ted line and it really works no, but that that one is an innocent gag i don't it, think it's, it's it's based in any sort of of um it's it's certainly not in in the insensitive realm that a lot of the jokes in this specific episode are made yeah not necessarily by bill and ted but by the show now bill and ted i mean they they partake but they're mostly like their their frame of reference is mostly chinese food they're they're, um, they're pretty passive in this like the 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 craziest thing that bill and ted say is they go to a chinese restaurant and that is of course just like a chinese restaurant in present day and uh bill is like oh i want uh a number 10 and the, of yeah, course, and the, everyone somehow knows what a number 10 is. <laughs> yeah, which is and of course, the 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 Chinese restaurant is called Oodles of Noodles with the the woman serving them is Oodles Caboodles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <sighs> Caboodles or something like that. Yeah. But basically, th- there is a lot of caricature. There is a lot of there's a lot of racial caricature, bad accent there. work. Yes. Uh, and then also some points where there's no accent work, which oddly makes it worse, where it's 
it's very obviously three very white guys having a conversation about thinking that a phone booth is a photo booth. And 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 this is before the dry cleaner joke. Like there's all woof. All woof, sorts woof. of just awful things. And then and, th- and and that's one thing, you know, because I expected there to be some of this because it's from 1990 and they're trying. I don't think there was anything malicious in what they were doing. I think it's just something that is tone deaf when you separate it from 30 years. But then because this show and this is what the show does every episode and it's really strange it's not enough that we just go to ancient china all of a sudden marco polo shows up and marco polo sings opera the entire time for some reason and then yeah. bill and ted get kidnapped by his crew to work on his crew and there's and we have a, to deal with bad characters of Italians. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I get, and I guess I, you know, I take it back. I guess it makes sense because when you think about the movie, they went to all of these different places in the movie and yeah, had this that's, whole that's gang fine. of characters. That's all, that's all coming from the movie, uh, but it just doesn't work in the TV show. It's too much. And, and though they do wrap it up and, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, like the, 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 there becomes a gag where like everyone has been getting this, the vase that they're trying to get back from the ancient Chinese restaurant. And when they get back to the present day, they of course slip and fall and break the vase that they had just gone back in time to get. Missy comes in and she's like, Oh, that, do you know how much that was worth? It was free. I got it from this new Chinese place, Oodles and Noodles. So this Chinese place still exists. It's still giving out free bases. But this, that's just groan-inducing. This this one also has its homophobic moment. Did you catch it, Drew? Uh, The fingernails. No. Oh, that was, that's it. When the guy is running and he has earrings and one of them goes, you're only supposed to wear one. Oh, see, I didn't catch. I didn't catch that. I thought that was just a it, fashion. It's an old thing. '90s stigma where uh, if you were straight, you had one earring, and it was in a specific ear. That was the that was the um, vernacular. See, that I'm I re- not saying. I, re- that. I remember that, and if it was like if it was one ear, it was one way. If it was the other ear, it was the other way. But I right. just I just read that as them saying that you're only supposed to wear it in one ear because that was cooler. I didn't read that other bit to it. Well, based on what they say in the movie, and again, it's just it sucks because these characters are supposed to be so good hearted. And yet I think I think this one was actually snuck in because it's certainly not a kid. It's a joke that kids are going to get. Yeah, I I, I don't know. that, 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 That one earring stuff I didn't hear until I was like 13. You know, the one I was talking about is the uh the they ask one of the 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 guards why he's got such long fingernails because long fingernails. Yeah, and then is they have thing. him make these like effeminate poses and yeah, kind as he of backs slink away off. off the screen. It's, yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I mean, it, it's it, it's extremely problematic. And honestly, again, parts of it feel very Bill and Ted, and then parts of it just feel like. Ugh. I, I'm gonna like, skip. I'm gonna skip to the end of my notes for this because I, I wrote this down. When 
it is just Bill and Ted on screen talking to each other. I really mm-hmm. like this show. Their line yeah. delivery is very authentic to Bill and Ted. It's it's funny in the way that Bill and Ted talking to each other in the movies because they kind of over they overuse words like Ted, we are in a serious predicament right now when it comes to the da 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 da. I know, Bill. Like blah blah blah. Like they, 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 all of that feels really good. And then we are met with another caricature that just doesn't doesn't land for me. No, it, it doesn't. And it's not that there wasn't some of that in the movie either. Sure, there was. It wasn't as um, well in the first one. You have, I mean, there. It's got some problematic stuff. It's certainly not as much as the this, this single episode of the show <laughs> where it's consistent. Yeah. And it's well, been a hot minute since I've seen uh, Excellent Adventure. But from what I remember, like there is a couple things where you're like, Ugh. but. The, the, yeah, the, the, this this uh, adventure in ancient China is just. It's a, it's a lot to sit through. I would yeah. not recommend that one um the next episode though is a a little better in how it deals with its subject matter <laughs> yeah so so this one i think was probably my favorite of the three despite Same. the fact that there is one particular character that i just could not stand um so which one <laughs> so episode two the birth of rock and roll or too hip for the womb <laughs> These titles are just bad. <laughs> They're really, really bad. That's that is a bad, bad pun. Um, so Bill and Ted are failing their music appreciation class because they they uh, cannot appreciate the the William Tell overture that their teacher is playing, and they want to play some rock music. And they play a classic, a classical music to their to their uh, uh, minds, which is little richard and this Mm -hmm. episode does feature the actual little richard as 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 a member of the vocal cast he is a huge part of this episode but before we get to little richard you have to go they go back in time because they have the bill and ted have to go meet wolfgang amadeus mozart (laughs) young wolfie whoa and for some reason mozart is a child and I, I didn't catch the, the I think they I think they said they overshot the date or something. Oh, and so they had that Bill and Ted get bamboozled into babysitting Wolf, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who hasn't quite developed his gift because. Uh, did you get to the part where they have to, you know, do a musical report? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they have to do so, a report every week. This is that's just par for the course. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're and and this this is kind of the inherent issue with the show is they are bad about making new reasons that they have to go on these excellent adventures. And a lot of times it just feels like okay, we're just gonna give you the plot of the movie with different historical figures. Um, because this is this is the same case with the next episode as well, where it's it's a class assignment that they have to fulfill. And so they go back in the past. It's which is, an awful which, which, idea for a show. I have a problem with just, the third episode because of that, because of that very reason, because we'll, we'll get there. I've, I've got several problems with that episode. But but, you know, I understand that, there. you know, you have shows that come, that come afterwards that do this. I would say better like Magic School Bus, where that is the conceit. But. 
with Bill and Ted, their whole existence shouldn't be going back in time to solve a school problem. And and that was kind of a bummer. Like, yes, that's the that's the plot of the first movie. But like even the second movie doesn't do that. So I I really wish they had found, at least in the first three episodes, a couple more creative ways to like the first episode's fine. Like they break a vase. I'm like, okay, but I kind of wish they'd come up with some more creative ways for them to be going back in time or had a story arc or something. Yeah. It's one of my favorite gags in this specific episode before they go back in time is they run into Rufus who is looking at a album by George Carlin. <laughs> it's, it's great in that. It's same, a great gag <laughs> in that same record store. They talk about how, you know, they're, Bill and Ted are wondering why all of these are class. These are classical music is on CD. It's like, oh, it's only on CD, dude, because they moved it from the LP to the CD <laughs> as if <laughs> records existed in the 1700s. Um, oh, but Baby Mozart was just insufferable. And now the, the, the voice actor for Baby Mozart is someone who has voiced children in a lot of cartoons of this era. And I didn't yes. catch the specific person that it was. And of course, wasn't it Nancy Cartwright? Was it Nancy? It might've been, uh, I know she's in a couple episodes. It probably was Nancy Cartwright. And that, cause that's now that's sounding very correct. Um, but little Richard's performance is great. Little Richard teaching little Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, how to play the piano. It's a very Bill and I, Ted I, plot point. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly, I like that aspect. As much as I also while while we um are on the subject, the music in this show is pretty awesome. Sometimes. Like in general, the theme song is pretty good. Some of the accompanying music, uh the the the, the score is just it's very, very fun, and it's more than I expected from this cartoon. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I some of it felt very, very cheap, very boilerplate, but some of it, like the theme song, is pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, boy, this is going to be a short episode, gang, because I'm running out of steam talking about this already. I'm, I'm almost regretful for this. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I tried to sway you elsewhere out of villain tag because i had a feeling this would be the case with this show now not only will we not have a lot to talk about but I'm, i was worried that there was a lot of bad things to talk about now this one this one's a pretty straightforward cartoon adventure you know they go back in time they have their babysitting it's, wolfgang wolfgang yeah. meets little richard they have a little musical adventure and at the end of the day they put on a concert that somehow raises their grade and then for a brief period of time, they go back to meet William Tell for no real reason at all. No, not even no, no reason at all. Um, because we introduced the William Tell overture earlier and they have to learn that William Tell was not a musician, but a folk hero or something. Yeah. And I, I even liked the idea of them trying to make a connection between the rock and classical. But it still felt like, well, if you're going to do that, let's let's go a little bit like let's 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 put a punctuation mark on that conclusion it kind of just kind of careens and it's like oh yeah see there's a, there's some there's some connective tissue there i i mean i understand this is a kid's cartoon but you know if if you're doing this really they should have had a little bit more of an educational aspect to it and i would have really appreciated that because 
then we get to episode three, which if you thought it was problematic in the first episode, boy, howdy. So let me talk about Are you where, in for a treat. Let me talk about where my problems with this episode start. So in this the episode, Latin class with the Spock ears. No, I, I, I clocked that, but I let that go because they're dweebs. <laughs> and apparently we're dweebs. I don't care. But uh, so so it, Bill and Ted are called to the principal's office because they have only signed up for study halls for classes and no real Which, classes. Choice action. I, yes. that is very Bill I and Ted. I appreciate that that moment. But <laughs> then they signed up for girls gym. They also signed up for girls gym, which is also funny, but problematic, but funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but as part of their, their not even really punishment, just they, they're assigned to a Latin class. And in this Latin class, the, the, the which is very high level, it's full of dweebs and the dweebs make fun of them, uh, which is funny in a weird way. Um, but they're tasked with translating the Latin on this specific Roman coin that was only minted for one day, as if that is a thing that could happen. But Bill and Ted get it in their heads that they that their homework is to get this coin. Their homework is not to get the coin. Their homework is to translate the coin. But they go off to get the coin, you know? I, I'll for, I, they're they're kind of dumb. I'll forgive them that. But that's where just where the problems start. And then they continue when they go back to ancient Rome and end up on top of an Incan pyramid in the middle of some sort of rain dance so, simulation. Yeah. So this is this is like this is wrong on wrong on wrong. So not only do they not go to ancient Rome at first, they they're uh, yeah in an Incan uh, civilization. We're doing a rain dance, which, as far as I, I know, is not something the Incans did. Um, yeah. But they have like Indian headdresses on. And I'm like, Ooh, OK, OK. And, you know, I, I, I can I can bank that. Yes, Bill and Ted are not bright students, so they probably don't know the difference between all of these peoples. Yeah, they're also served tacos, which is, you know, yeah. They're served tacos uh, because Incans, I guess. I mean, it's just it's it, not only is it racist, it's it's also wrong in some of its racism. Yeah. In, in that in that, like, it's the incorrect racist thing to do. And, and, and it's like <laughs> and there was enough going on in this episode because they do eventually go to ancient Rome. Like there's enough going on in ancient Rome that they could have spent the whole episode there and it would have been. Yeah. Better. Yeah, you did not need to have this really weird uh, initial plot piece of them being in uh, basically thought to be Incan gods who will bring the rain. And then Rufus is sent back in time to save them because they're in the wrong spot. But they've already gotten they've out already of there by, by the time, time Rufus, Rufus gets, there. gets there. So he gets to do a whole thing. And uh, it's just. Uh. And meanwhile, we do finally get to ancient Rome. And we see we see Cassius and Brutus and Brutus is like. He's got like Hemlock, doesn't he? Hmm? Doesn't he have Hemlock to because they're, they're, they're going to try to poison Caesar they're first? Try to poison him. But Brutus is played to be like. There's something there's something going on with Brutus. He's got like a designed face. I think he's got one tooth sticking out like it's it's. 
Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird choice for for Brutus. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of Coliseum like Bill and Ted fighting in a Coliseum with the worst lion roar I have ever heard <laughs> in a cartoon. It's pretty it's pretty rough. It's just it's just awful. Uh, and it's it's in this moment that I uh, that I wrote down when it's just Bill and Ted. I'm into it. When anything else is happening on the screen, I I hate it. I hate this. I do not like this. It is uncomfortable. It is wrong. It's not funny. <laughs> like I did. I think I was going to enjoy the Karate Kid cartoon more than I enjoyed the Bill and Ted cartoon when we were planning this out. No, no, I did not. And that makes me sad. Um, it makes me want to get a, a huge cup of grape juice. Yes, grape juice, not wine. Caesar demands grape juice and Bill and Ted prevent the assassination of Julius Caesar, which is just funny. That's a funny moment. They don't let that yeah. land. Um, God, Miles, I don't know what else to say about this show. I'm yeah, really it's disappointed. It's a bummer because we, 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 I mean, the impetus of the show is, is to, to look at things objectively, to, to see the good stuff in it and not be negative. And yes, I know since we came back, we were sometimes a little critical on some things just to be, um, I don't want to say academic, but just to be, you know, fully objective about things. Yes, we we like to give things a positive spin. And if if you watch this cartoon, you're not going to have the worst time. But watching it in a modern context, and honestly, even then, if I was if I was an adult, then I I would probably be like, what what what? I mean, and this this led to a live action Bill and Ted show that well, lasted well, so, I think about eight episodes. Well, so let well let's before we get to the live action show, we do have to say. This show, the season one lasted 13 episodes in between season one and season two. The show moved from Hanna-Barbera to Deke and. uh, Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves and George Carlin were no longer involved. They were replaced by Evan Richards playing Bill and Christopher Kennedy playing Ted, who are the actors who also played Bill and Ted in the live action TV series that did. It only had seven episodes. <laughs> um, I don't know who played Rufus. Uh, actually, Rick Overton also played Rufus and he was Rufus in this cartoon too. So there was definitely some cross pollination that they were trying to do with that. Season two of the cartoon only lasted eight episodes and the live action series only lasted seven. Well, there was a pilot and then seven. And so I guess eight episodes. Two. Right. Um, and I went and listened to, to, to just a little bit of the voice work just to hear what it sounded like. Cause obviously if I see the live action show, I'm going to tell it's not Alex winter and, and Keanu Reeves, but I look at, uh, uh, you know, I'm watching this cartoon and, uh, just the voices just sound wrong and they don't sound as good. And you know, if it had been like that from the beginning, I may not have noticed, but when it was the original actors doing the role and then coming in with, with that, I don't know. It just, uh, miles, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was worried this was going to be the case and it's, it very much was. And that, I mean, this is the problem with some of these shows is some of them are kind of goofy fun, like the RoboCop show, 
or even the Karate Kid, which is, I mean, not always on 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 mark, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. But some of these were simple cash grabs to get kids to buy toys based off the popularity of a movie that, you know, I had a Bill and Ted cartoon uh, thing. It was a plastic uh, like pop out like little container and it was definitely from yeah. the cartoon. And I think I got it as a Pizza Hut thing or it was a, a it wasn't a Happy Meal toy, but it was some sort of kids meal toy. It might have been a cereal pack in. I definitely had a Bill and Ted action figure. I think it was from probably the line from this. Um, I think maybe Bogus Journey or Excellent Adventure did have some toys associated with it. But I'm pretty sure it's from the cartoon. And, you know, so, I mean, the, that that's why some of these shows existed. You know, it's not just that uh, they were trying to really adapt Bill and Ted. If, if a movie did well. Uh, kids have their finger on the pulse of things. And if they can't see it. Oh, let's put a cartoon out that because, I mean, that's that's why you have Robocop, because a lot of parents aren't going to watch their let their kids watch a movie that was uh, initially had an X rating for violence. Yeah. You know, uh, some of us twisted folks, you know, were allowed to see it at a young age and turned out just fine like myself. But uh, (laughs) but yeah, that was the strategy because Robocop looked cool. So we're going to make Robocop toys and have a Robocop cartoon so that kids can still get robocop and we can make money off robocop which is really antithetical to what the satire was talking about in robocop but you know studio is gonna studio uh so i have i have looked this up it was not it was specifically it was from bill and ted's Mm -hmm. excellent cereal and it was bill and ted's excellent cereal uh a cassette holder I'm going to send you an image of this because I definitely had this thing. Um, Apparently I was, I had Bill and Ted cereal at some point. Oh, wow. I don't, I think I remember seeing the cereal, but actually I think I had, I I think I had this one because it had Bill and Ted on it and not all the other people. Um, Oh boy, howdy, Bill and Ted. I'm glad they had face the music to kind of round this this series out into something fun and good. So, uh, the the figures were uh, 1991 figures by Kenner. Um, the box the box art is for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but this would have been around the time that the cartoon came out, and it also came with some. It came with a Grim Reaper, but not the Grim Reaper from the movie. So, <laughs> I think I think it was supposed to be some characters from the show because Billy the Kid is well too. Uh, but all right, yeah, it's it's a it's a wild franchise. I mean, and you're gonna find this a lot in the '90s. Um, not necessarily with next week's show because next week's show I think came a little bit later. Yeah, I'm, I'd have uh, to, by the time I, the, the, I think by the time next week's show came out, I think a live action successful live action show was already out. Yeah, it, I, I, I believe that is the case. Um, so next week, boy, this is one of our shortest episodes ever. I cannot believe that. Um, 
Uh, next <laughs> week, we are going to have something that I'm kind of excited about because I think it's the longest lasting of these shows. Uh, I think it had two full seasons, uh, but I'm going to have to look that up when we're doing the, the research for next week. We are going to watch the first three episodes of the Highlander animated series. Uh, the Highlander animated series that is absolutely wild uh, because it does not take place in the present day. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic future starring another McLeod as he goes up against so Quentin McLeod in this case, as he goes up against a bunch of, of sci-fi random stuff. Uh, so yeah. Um, and you know, this is a, this is a big franchise. It's got a lot of stuff going on Drew, I don't know if we can do this by ourselves. I don't think we can. Um, so we're going to bring in some special guests next week. We're going to be bringing in TV's Travis and Audie, uh, his co-host from the Let's Talk About Highlander podcast to help us talk about Highlander, the animated series that aired on the USA Network uh, and had 40, no, 53 episodes. It had a lot of episodes, uh, way more than I ever expected. So that is what we're going to be talking about next week. If you would like to watch uh, Highlander, the animated series, it is available on Tubi. Uh, and it is available on IMDb TV, uh, which you can get to through Amazon Prime. But I think it has ads associated with both of those. Um, they're not a way to purchase this to get it without ads. But that is where we are going to watch it. And I cannot wait to see this because uh, I hope we're going to end this month strong. I I hope so as well, <laughs> but only time will tell. And this is this is an animated series I have never seen. I know I watched some of it back in the day because I remember. I remember Clinton McQuow. Um, wow, Quentin McLeod. I am going to mess that up. I'm going to call him Clinton McQuow every time and it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> But I definitely remember seeing this because uh, this was 94 that the show started. So it was just a couple of years later and. Uh, and USA Network, so I don't know if, if that's going to make a difference in the, the quality. This is this is not in this is there's no deep oh. involved in this. This is uh, no, but USA Network was uh, home to things like Street Fighter and Wildcats. Wildcats um yes there was a wildcats animated series they might have also had the mortal Kombat animated series if, if i remember correctly i don't remember who had that and you know we did a lot so of research actually, I, think into this. C <laughs> I think cbs initially had um wildcats but i i saw it on the usa network for sure uh oh nope uh uh looks like it was on a turner uh, uh, maybe TBS or TNT. Oh, no, I'm just saying oh, when, when I got around to watching it, it was on USA's little little cartoon block. Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Dragon. Kombat, Defenders of the Realm was also on USA Network uh, in 1996. Was it okay? So, yeah, there's a lot more cartoons of stuff that you don't think there's a cartoon for, gang. We'll get there one day. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe, maybe next time we'll talk about Skeleton Warriors. Oh, man. 
I don't even know what you're talking about with that one, but it doesn't matter. Uh, this is where we're going to end this show, gang. If you would like to reach out to us, if you sat through Bill and Ted with us, let us know. Uh, and we apologize. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> really, really, really sorry. Uh, you can find us at themoreyanerd.com. You can tweet to us at themoreyanerd. You can go to facebook.com slash themoreyanerd. And you can always email us themoreyunerd at gmail.com. That's themoreyunerd at gmail dot com miles it's time yes. let us end the show as we always dude with a rousing nerd, nerd. out <laughs> <laughs>